Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today uh, is Julie Broad. Julie, uh, she's an author and the founder of a company called Book Launchers. You may have seen her on YouTube. Uh, she's got a popular YouTube channel, crazy popular. I can't go anywhere on YouTube um, without seeing her face. <laughs> uh, it's called Book Launchers TV. Uh, and yeah, she helps authors write and market better books. Um, today, we're going to be talking about how to launch a book, how to market a book. I, I suspect this will be a, a book launch and marketing masterclass. Uh, and so we're just going to get straight to it. And hopefully this will be really helpful uh, interview for folks. Um, so Julie, welcome. Great to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chandler. So first and foremost, why books? You've got multiple, you've written multiple books yourself. And obviously this is the, the, the core business that you're in. Um, yeah. Why books as a whole? And then what's the why behind being in the business of helping people launch books? Yeah. It, I mean, why books? It was kind of a little girl. I thought I'd be a writer. People told me writers didn't make money. So I went to business school, uh, <laughs> but I eventually, you know, kind of came upon an opportunity, which I thought was going to be with Wiley getting a book published. Um, but in the end, they turned me down and it was, it was actually a really great thing that they turned me down. But at the time I was pretty devastated, um, you know, because I had friends who got book deals and I didn't understand why I didn't get one. But what it did was free me to actually write the book I wanted to write and, and also do it with a little bit of like, okay, Wiley, I'm going to do it better than if you did it with me. And, and I ended up taking the book to number one on Amazon. So ahead of Dan Brown, ahead of Game of Thrones, you know, number one in print books. Um, and I don't think I would have done that without the kind of vengeance <laughs> fueled <laughs> motivation that I had. Um, but in seeing that, what the book did um, for my businesses, because I had a real estate investment company and a real estate training and education company at the time. And, you know, it wasn't instant. It wasn't like book comes out and businesses double. But over the year after that book came out, you know, people who I'd never met before were calling me up, you know, saying, hey, I've got $250,000. Can I invest in your, in one of the properties you're buying? And I was like, is this a scam? Like, really? You want to give me, you don't know me and you want to give me money. Um, but it started happening regularly. And then our training and education company, the classes filled faster, we raised prices. And so I just saw the massive, massive benefits of books. Um, and so I will just keep writing books for the rest of my life because they help people when you're not in the room and they grow your business, they grow your brand. Um, and they even, my, my mother-in-law, she even was like suddenly really happy with me. <laughs> So it had other benefits. Like I never probably got along with her. Why books? Gain your mother-in-law's acceptance. Exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. I have not heard that. I've heard a lot of reasons why to write a book. I have not heard that one. (laughs) That is amazing. So let's maybe jump straight to it on the book launch side of things. I think a question that you probably get asked all the time, I know we get asked all the time is, hey, how do I launch this book successfully? Um, and 
So I think that's my, I mean, you do this all the time, all day, every day at your company. What, if you were to give a big picture view for an author that asked that question, what, what, what would the answer be? First, look at your bigger picture goals, because a lot of people are measuring their book launch based on book sales, and yet their bigger picture goal is that they want speaking engagements, or they want to get consulting clients, or they want to, you know, gain investors. And, you know, book sales are a measure of some of the activities that you're doing and whether those are successful or not. But at the end of the day, you know, you might get far more results out of giving away 2000 books to the exact right people who can hire you for speaking engagements than you'll ever get selling 2000 books. And so I think that's the first thing before you launch your book is get super clear on what's most important to you. Like looking back after two years of your book being out, what are you going like? That was the awesome thing I wanted my book to do for me. And then reverse engineer that. So your launch is focused on creating that result. Um, book sales will probably happen as a result of that, but you want to make sure you're measuring and focusing on the right thing. Mm, so focus on the metrics that matter. Exactly. What What are the three to five most common metrics? That, well, because there's the metrics that people think are important. <laughs> and then there's the yep. metrics that from your experience you've seen are actually important. Maybe what are some yep. of the metrics that people think are important that are not that important? And then what are the handful of metrics that actually matter in, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, again, it depends on your goal. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are focused on book sales and I mean, book reviews. I, and I actually would argue book reviews are important no matter what your goals are, because nothing um, it gives that social proof for anything that you're trying to do. But um, a lot of people focus on the book sales. But what they really should be focused on are the number of leads or even, you know, contacts you're making as far as, you know, just the speaking engagement example. Um, how many people are calling you and saying, hey, you know, I'm interested in having you speak or how many books, if you want to start at the beginning, how many books are you getting in front of the right people? And then how many of those are leading to phone calls that are potential speaking engagements? And then how many speaking engagements are you booking? Like those would be the metrics that you focus on and the things that are working to get the calls and to get the bookings are the things you should do more of. Um, you know, for some other people, they're using it as a lead generator. So look at how many opt-ins you're getting into your email list, how many people are visiting your website and then, you know, converting into some sort of an action that's important to you or your business. Um, so those are some of the metrics that we focus on. And again, it really depends on that goal and kind of figuring out which metric, you know, like you said, the metrics that matter, what are the metrics that matter to make sure you're moving towards your, your end goal? Mm, cool. Which I'm pretty sure that's actually a title. And I'm like, I'm, I'm probably subliminally uh, thinking of that <laughs> book. I, I think that's metrics that matter. I want to say John Doerr. It talks about OKRs or objectives. Oh yeah, I think you're right. At, at Google, and it's it's really talk about metrics that matter. I mean, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. What do you have? A lot of people come to you say, "Hey, I want to be a New York Times bestseller or, or Wall Street Journal or whatever," and mm -hmm. Do you think that is the right or wrong goal? I'm trying to not ask a leading question because we get asked this all the time. And, and but I'm, I'm really curious, like what, yeah. what your take is and if, if, if you see that. Well, first, I mean, I, you know this, but New York Times is not a real bestseller list. It's a curated list by editors who have political opinions, as well as, you know, who discount books that are uh, not published by a certain, you know, deemed worthy publisher. So uh, for anybody who's self-publishing, the New York Times really isn't an option anyways. Um, but the other ones, you know, the bigger thing is kind of going back to what we've already talked about, which is why, you know, so it's fine to pursue, you know, Wall Street Journal or USA Today, 
but why is that important? Um, and what's it going to do for you after it happens? Because, you know, if you're not ready to leverage it into that six figure consulting gig, you know, is it worth all the time and effort and energy to put into becoming it? Um, and, it and a lot of it is a game. So that's the other part of it is, you know, a lot of the people who hit it have played a game and it's fine. I don't think it's right or wrong. It's just a choice to play a game. Um, and if that game is fun and you enjoy the game, go for it. Um, but if you have bigger picture goals that are more important, I would put that energy and time and, and resources into those bigger picture goals. And maybe it'll happen anyways. I mean, we've had authors that weren't going for it that have had it happen um, because they just had a really solid launch plan and a really clear vision of what they're trying to execute. Mm, got it. So as Stephen Covey would say, begin with the end in mind. What's the why yes. behind the book? What are your end goals with the book? Focus on that and focus on those metrics and then kind of structure your launch plan uh, uh, around that. I, I want yeah. to backtrack to the the big picture, like how to launch a book. like. And so it sounds like that's going to vary based on what are those metrics that you really care about? And then that might you know, kind of scrub some things off the list that don't serve that goal. It might add a couple of things on the list that are specific to that goal. If you were to say like kind of maybe big picture three to five things, again, for that, that first time author that's like, mm -hmm. hey, how do I actually launch this book? What would kind of those three to five big things or the overview um, be? Well, first you have to look at your resources because a lot of people are thinking I'm going to be a Wall Street Journal bestseller, but they don't have an audience. They don't have a platform. Um, and so one of the things we do, we have four launch strategies that are kind of overarching strategies, but it's not a matter of what do you want? It's what, do you, what are you starting with? Because if you want to be a Wall Street Journal bestseller, you need to see a path to how you're going to sell 5,000, 7,000 books in a single week. And if you have no audience right now, and you're thinking you're going to get there, well, you're going to have to have the outreach to reach the people who do have enough people in their audience to hit those, those numbers. And so that's, that's kind of step one. It's not even really what you want. It's what's, what's possible with what you have. And the, the, you know, some of the, a lot of it can be solved with money. You can buy a lot of these things. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, most people want to get there, uh, you know, by their own means. So who's in your audience? Um, who's in the audience of your network? And those are some of the resources that you kind of have to start with before you can figure out, am I going for that Wall Street Journal bestseller? Am I going to go for, you know, am I going to do a 99 cent bestseller launch on Amazon and focus on getting one of those orange flags in launch week? Um, or am I going to build momentum? Am I going to launch with what I've got and then build my audience and build momentum post-launch? Those are kind of some of the, the approaches that we take with it. But it really starts with that platform piece of who's listening to you and who can you access. Got it. So starts with looking at what are the resources that you have. Um, and so let's maybe make an assumption. And then I would love for you to kind of uh, give me your, your thoughts around what would your launch plan be with this assumption. So let's make the assumption that I am a first time author. I have a, a small like quote unquote audience, but not really, not really a ton. I've maybe got a few hundred people on an email list or kind of on my friends, family and customers list. And I'm self-publishing and let's see what else. I've got maybe 10, five to 10 grand that I want to invest yeah. for this book to be successful. What would be kind of your, um, what's, the, what's the best case scenario and, and overall launch strategy that you would recommend for that person? Yep. I would, we, would, we would put them into our phase momentum launch, which is really looking at, 
that, you know, launch with whatever you can and then build afterwards. And so part of that is in the three months prior, we want to start looking, you know, make that list of all the people that you can reach out to for support and letting them know the book is going to be coming out and just seeing like maybe they have an email list they're they're interested in sharing the book too. And so just kind of three months before figure out, you know, who is in your audience and what are those kind of resources that you have there. Um, and then as you get closer and you've got a physical book and you can start setting it out, we would start trying to get editorial reviews so that you can get the credibility that will help you with, you know, kind of the post-launch marketing that you want to do. Um, and so some of those things would be going through, you could even do a Goodreads giveaway um, to try and get Amazon reviewers, but we tend to use NetGalley as one of the places to get some reviews. Um, and there's plenty of other kind of review places like Kirkus that you can pay to get reviews. Uh, depending on your book and your genre, you may or may not want to do that. Um, and by the way, uh, NetGalley reviewers are pretty harsh. So if you have not invested in editing and a good cover, don't pay for NetGalley reviews because they're they're going to give you a four out of five if it's a great book. <laughs> Just FYI. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, but but there, I mean, there's a great source for them. Um, and then as you get closer, this is where you you look at what can you do to drive the launch momentum. So can you give people an incentive to buy the book? and share that. So, you know, something free, like a checklist, a video course, you know, those kind of things, and then be promoting that, have your network that's agreed to help promote, promote that. And you can even drop your book down to 99 cents at that launch week and pay for places to promote your book. Um, there's lots of 99 cent place, um, ebook sales sites. You can just search 99 cent ebook sales and you'll find lots of sites. And all of that will help you build momentum. And then of course, always be asking for reviews. Um, that would be kind of a crash course in what a, a launch strategy would be. <laughs> cool. That's great. Um, thanks for walking through that. So that's the phase momentum launch, um, which I think is, you know, as the title suggests, you're, you're building momentum in phases. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm assuming that's one of the, you mentioned four launch strategies yeah. that you guys recommend. Um, so it sounds like that's one of them. Um, what are the other three? And then how, how do you yeah. kind of decide who, who should implement which one? Yeah, I mean, maximum momentum is another one. Um, that's more like um, what I did when I launched my first book that went to number one. Um, that's, you know, rallying, you've got more resources. So you not not even money. When I say resources, I'm really talking about your network and your audience and those kind of pieces. And that's how my book went to number one was I ended up um, actually having somebody who had a course that was a really great fit for my book, who was no longer selling that course. Um, he gave a copy of that course to anybody who bought three or more copies of my book in that launch week. Um, and it was a course that was a perfect fit with my book. And, uh, and so that was something that everybody wanted to promote. So I only had an email list of 10,000 people, but there was lots of, it was in the real estate space. There was lots of realtors and mortgage brokers and people um, in that real estate investing education space that looked like heroes for telling people, you know, buy $60 worth of print books and you're going to get this $300 course that you can't even buy anywhere else. Um, so that was part of the phase momentum or that maximum momentum is like, what can you do that's really massively valuable and drive that traffic and build everybody that is in your network to all promote in that single week. Um, and that's what happened. And so that's maximum momentum. It's like leveraging everything that you've got and pushing it all into, you know, a five day period uh, of sales. And that's, you know, that gives you the maximum momentum. 
Um, and then that can be paired if you, you know, one of our other launch strategies is a periodical launch, you know, going for that periodical list. So you would be doing that maximum momentum strategy at the same time. But the difference is we go for a longer pre-sale period because those periodical lists, they, you know, all the sales that happen in pre-sale count towards that launch week um, sale on those periodicals. So we usually do a four month pre-sale where we're trying to drive as much sales in the pre-sale period versus the maximum momentum launch was like in that one week period. Um, and then the other one is, is um, a 99 cent bestseller launch. So it's really focused on that 99 cent Amazon bestseller, um, which, you know, can kind of incorporate all these strategies, but you're focused on launch week, 99 cents. And you're doing that largely to get reviews because you're definitely not making money on that. <laughs> Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we wanna help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. I'm just, I'm typing some of these out. So you got 99 bestseller, um, taking notes here. So 99 bestseller, 99 cent bestseller list yep. or bestseller launch, butcher yep. that one, um, phased momentum launch and then maximum momentum launch. And you said you could pair that maximum momentum with one other one. I just missed the name of yeah, that. Yeah. It's the periodical bestseller. Okay. Periodical bestseller. And that sounds like that is like you were saying, focus a little bit more on pre-release and pre-sales. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. That makes sense. So you talked about, um, or actually before I ask that, what, in your experience, what have you seen as the two or three biggest things that sell the most copies of books for authors during launch? Their audience. It's not even two or three things. It's, it's having an audience that's a really great fit for that book and, and your network too. You know, one of our, one of our authors, um, I had to eat my words because I often talk about how Twitter doesn't sell books. Um, and he only had, I don't know, 10 or 10 or 15,000 Twitter followers. And so, you know, he was like, I'm going to sell thousands and thousands. And I was like, well, you know, we should have some other strategies. And, uh, and he actually sold thousands and thousands with his Twitter audience. But the thing that I didn't account for was the fact that he had some really, really influential people who were very engaged with him on Twitter. And they retweeted and shared and talked about his book. Um, and so it wasn't just his 10,000, it was the engagement he had with these influencers. Um, and so I think, you know, when I say it's your audience, it is your audience, but also the people who are closely engaged with you. Um, you know, another one of our authors has built a relationship also on Twitter, funny enough, um, with Tom Peters. And Tom Peters has been a huge supporter of her book and is now even writing a foreword for her book and, you know, has for her next book. Um, and so, you know, that's something that, is really vital. And I see that consistently. It's not, I would love to tell you, it's the magic of book launchers. And we have this magical approach that's going to sell all the books, but, you know, first and foremost, it's that ready made audience that's excited and, and ready to support your book. Mm, nice. That's great. So you talked about, we've talked a lot about the launch. Um, I think, you know, as, as, as well as I do, it's, it's the launch is a great start, but it's, it's not yeah. the end all be all right. And 
I talk about in my new book published is this concept of a, the Lamborghini launch versus the Toyota Camry approach. Yeah. And so la- most people take the Lamborghini launch where it's gone in a flash. They use up all this energy and it's sexy and, and exciting, but then it's gone, right? Versus yeah. the Toyota Camry approach was like a long-term selling books long-term. And, and I call that the one-year launch, right? So instead of yeah. launching for a week, launch for a year, what in your experience have you seen work well to sell books after launch and kind of more long-term? What do you recommend? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of different things. I, I always tell people try to do one thing every day. Um, and that one thing can be, you know, reaching out to podcasts to get yourself on a podcast, you know, pitching yourself or submitting speakers, um, speaker submissions to different events, um, you know, running ebook sales every 90 to 120 days so that you are constantly getting yourself in front of the Amazon algorithm, um, checking your keywords, make sure that your keywords haven't gone out of date. Um, you know, giving your bio and book description a quick update, running Amazon ads, you know, there's lots of different things submitting, you know, every 90 days, you can submit for a book bub, um, you know, feature, and it's hard to get. But if you just keep submitting, a lot of times you will eventually get one. And that can be a huge boost to your sales as well. So it's a lot of those things. But to your point, like a lot of the best results I've seen from our authors happen a year after launch, and they've just kept going, they've just kept doing something. And, you know, that's where we see people getting documentary features. You know, one of our authors about a year and a bit after his book came out, ended up landing a TED Global Ideas talk. It's now been viewed over 2 million times. And now it's, again, it's not that sexy launch that did it. It was the consistency of getting their name and their book out there um, day in, day out that kind of landed. And it almost feels like an accident when those things happen, but it's not. It's that consistency of of using that book to find new places um, to talk and to to connect with people. Mm, That's great. Um, Let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, I'm curious to hear. So, I mean, you've got a huge YouTube audience and they've done really, really well. You are YouTube goals. Uh, how have you, or actually not the, how we'll ask the how in a second, but first, why, why YouTube for yourself and and your business? And then also for, for books. Yeah. Two reasons. I mean, when, when I did in my previous business, I had a little flip camera and no editing. I was often in a renovation site, so I looked terrible and I would just shoot these videos and upload them to YouTube. Um, and that, that was often the thing that generated trust with people and interest it, you know, my channel did okay. Um, but it was kind of that interesting factor that people felt like they really knew me as a result of the videos. Um, and then when I hit, when I launched book launchers, looking in the space, a lot of the videos were, there was some good information, but a lot of them were from, you know, and I won't name any of the organizations, but there were some, you know, good organizations, but they were boring. (laughs) So I saw a real opportunity to kind of get that no like and trust factor that video gives you and, and have fun with it and, and make it more entertaining as well as educational. And, And I mean, also selfishly, I love YouTube. Like I like writing books, but I love, I love YouTube. Um, and so those are, you know, those are the reasons for me. <laughs> so it's fun. And you felt like there was a gap in the marketplace uh, where you could provide real value. Yeah. And, and so, so, and then is there a strategic component? Like, do you, do you feel like, Hey, this is going to be the, this is one of the best platforms that I can, I can use to grow the business. Like, is that, is, or is it more of just, Hey, this is fun. I want to do this. And it might not be a huge ROI, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, 
I mean, it's fun for me. And so that's something I'm going to do. And I tell our authors to do that too. Like, don't worry if everybody's telling you to be on TikTok, if you hate TikTok, like go the place that you, you know, feel a connection and it's fun because you'll build your audience there inevitably. Um, and so, you know, I do the same thing with, with YouTube and, you know, in the first year we saw an immediate ROI. From, from YouTube. And so I doubled down on YouTube as far as like, okay, yes, I'm going to invest in editors and other pieces and, you know, really put time and energy and effort into it. Um, so, so yeah, there was an element of strategy, but honestly, it's more like for me, I'm not a social media person. You know, if you follow me, you'll get to see a few pictures of my son, but I don't really talk about business that much on, on social media. It's just not my place. Um, but YouTube, yes, I like, that's my place. Mm, cool. I can relate to that. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I can relate to that on the social media side of things. It's like everyone's always told us we need to go heavier on social. And it's like, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to always be, it's like live streaming my life. And, you know, you've, you've, we were joking before the interview. It's like, I, I have fun every now and then posting pictures of me with my book in, in an airport or something. But like yeah. outside of that, <laughs> no, thank you. I am only on Facebook. Uh, that's it. And, 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 and so I love that encouragement to just say, Hey, what do you actually enjoy as a business owner, as an author? Great. Do that. Lean into that. Um, YouTube specifically, any, any tips, um, for growing a, a YouTube channel? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I've, I've actually been asked to give talks on it and they're like, what's your, what, like, well, how do you crack the algorithm? And like, I haven't, Honestly, I haven't done a lot. I do a little bit of keyword research. My favorite tool is one that a lot of people haven't heard of. It's called Morning Fame. Um, and it's morning F-A dot M-E. Um, but it's $15 a month. And it is like a summary of your thumbnails, of your keywords. It gives you um, a little, like there's a button that's like create more of these kind of videos, create less of these because they hurt your channel. Um, and that's all I really use. I take a look at it. And I still create some of the videos that, you know, it says hurt my channel because sometimes I'm creating them because clients are asking this question all the time and we just want to have a video to send to our clients. So I'm like, forget what the algorithm says. I need this video. Um, but, you know, it does give me, I look at what it says to create more of and I do create more of those. Um, and I learn from that. But that's about as far as it goes in terms of like my best advice. I, I put my content into three buckets. So that might be valuable to people. One of the buckets is that piece of kind of what's going to feed that YouTube algorithm. So what's kind of done well in the past. So create more of those. Um, and then I do, I pay attention to frequently asked questions. So I answer frequently asked questions. And that is a lot of the video content comes from those questions, either in YouTube or our clients or potential clients. And then the final bucket would be keywords. Um, but I don't do a lot, like I don't spend hours and hours toiling over what the ideal keywords would be, but I do, I do pay attention to that as well and create content around those keywords. That's great. I love those three buckets. So um, three buckets, what will feed the YouTube algorithm, uh, pay, paying attention to and answering frequently asked questions and then keywords and kind of as a, as not the main thing, but something to be mindful of that can rank, which will help with long-term viewership and, yep. and all that good stuff from an SEO standpoint. So it's been awesome, Julie. What would be uh, your parting piece of advice, uh, knowing what you know now from all the books that you've launched, both yourself and through your company uh, for the person launching uh, their first book? 
Yeah, it's my own saying is the missing piece is always action. I mean, your book is not going to do anything if you don't publish it. And it's not going to do anything if you don't talk about it. So you need to you need to get out there and take action. Awesome. Uh, where can people go to find out more about you, your books, your business, whatever will be most helpful? Yeah, I mean, I've already told you, I'm hanging out at booklaunchers.tv. So that's the YouTube channel. I am the one that responds to all the comments. That's It's it's me over there. So you can hang out there. Um, booklaunchers.com is our website. You can find out how we help you write, publish, and promote nonfiction books. Cool. Julie, thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast, wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help this podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.